Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast Invest in You. This is episode number 78 and uh, we are today with uh, Sean Paul Stevenson. I bumped into him in a business conference where we were attending and listening to, for example, uh, Grant Cardone, who's been on this podcast on episode number 16. So feel free to check that out. Uh, Sean Paul has been having a background in banking. He has been working with lending. He has later transformed himself into working more and more with different aspects of uh, rent to rent, which is a strategy in, in property uh, that you can do. And he's also familiar with uh, an area called service accommodation. So before, before further ado, let's jump in and listen to Sean, what he's got to say about property and many more things. A very special guest with me. I got Sean, and uh, he is joining me on a very short notice for a very quick fire round of uh, just twenty minutes, or even less. So, right, who are you? Thank you for having me on, Frederick. Uh, my name's Sean Stevenson. Uh, I'm a rent-to-rent uh, mental coach for pretty much HMO service accommodation. I prefer service accommodation. Um, I've been in property over twenty years. I'm a qualified financial advisor, a mortgage broker. And I think that's led to some of the success we've had in the last year. Going forward, starting a small uh, property training company that's growing. Yep. We're, get, we're gathering a good following. Yeah, and that's about it. And my phone just doesn't stop with either clients, <laughs> guests or mentees. So it, it, it goes into meltdown. But yeah, so I hope yeah, that yeah. And, well. and just, just for the audience listening into this, uh, uh, he, Sean is just shoehorning this in between uh, two different appointments. And I just like to encourage you and say... Thank you very much for acting on a short notice. So this is a great Thank example. You. I posted something on the social media just a few minutes ago, and Sean was very quick to say, yep, uh, I can join you. <laughs> Never miss an opportunity. Exactly. Uh, so rewind a bit and, and a bit more. Where did you even come from? How did you get into business in the first place, like way back? <clears throat> way back. So when I left um, sixth form, I wasn't sure what to do. And yep. one of my friends worked for Barclays. So he said, look, come and work in this call center. Uh, they've got an internet team. This was in 1999. So they've got an internet team. Um, why don't you come and work? And it's a bit of sales. So they wasn't, I wasn't going in for a sales job. I thought it was actually a service job. I've yeah, gone yeah. in and, and I really, really enjoyed the sales side. Um, and I took to it like a duck to water. Quickly grew through Barclays. And um, I was one of the guys that implemented the web chat there in, back in 2000. 2001 cool. Barclays were one of the first companies in the country to actually implement that and I was part of that team which was super cool so from there I got into mortgages and headed up a mortgage team uh, and then that's where it grew in the financial world from there yeah yeah and um, who was your first role model in terms of looking into property or real estate as we say in the states yeah I mean first probably the first sort of true mentor I mean I'm a you know the guy I used to look up to is probably Richard Branson you know, when All I look right. back at his books, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't so much property, but when I look back in, you know, uh, 98, 99, we'd be reading his books. And then there was a, there was a guy that I was fascinated with and uh, he was a rogue landlord actually, but he accum- accumulated so much property and his name was Van Schroethaarten or something yep. like that. And I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's very yeah, famous. Across him. Yeah, yep. he's very, very famous. And, and obviously from there, I looked at the, that he's gone from rags to riches and, and the wealth he accumulated. And from there, it re- what really interested me from there actually was the McDonald's, you know, how they oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, accumulated. So one of my um, pieces for my business studies course was on McDonald's. I did, yep. We didn't actually learn much about Ray, 
But um, yeah, that was one of the fascinations was McDonald's and how they accumulated all of their land. Yeah, I think it's very fascinating because I've been going to multiple different business schools and they completely missed the trick. When they talk about McDonald's, they talk about the business systems. They completely missed the trick that yeah, there's right. a huge value in, in the real estate and yeah. ownership and leases and long-term, property yeah, right. long-term. And, yeah. Yeah. But, but if, if, you think, if you think that back to that Ray and actually Ray Crocker, that he was never too old to learn. So yeah. he, he would still listen to people around him and take bits of advice and he'd sit there and think about it rather than thinking that he was his way was the right way. If you actually Correct. look back, he actually took pieces of information from every person and then, you know, molded that into something quite spectacular. Cool, cool. Right, I'd like to link to uh, your world without talking specific about the business. I'd like to talk like high level. So you're working very much in, in the Uber space of property, uh, Airbnb, so yeah. where you can sometimes control some, an asset. You can use it, but you don't own it. For people who don't even understand that concept, how can you have value for something you don't even own? How, yes. What's the, the core easy yeah. fundamentals? But yeah, like, like you've explained, it is like an Uber or an eBay or an Amazon uh, model. We'll take an asset, um, we'll pay for that asset at the yep. fair market rate, and then we'll take that asset and repurpose it and use it for something different. So, for example, we would take the asset and perhaps put it into a different property strategy, and then we can draw a profit from it. So this is happening all over the world now. Yes. I mean, it's, it's disrupted the property industry in the last few years, like, like Uber just disrupted the you know, taxi industry. Yeah. Um, so we can take that and we can control it. How long this strategy is going to be around for, I'm not so sure. But like you said, it is in the short term, it's a very, very good strategy for cash flow. Yeah, yeah. I was just uh, doing some work with a hotel uh, group globally and I was doing the, the project in Sydney just the other week. And we spoke about how much has this disrupted the hotel sector as a whole. And uh, they, they could not hide the fact that it has changed things oh, dramatically. No. It has. Yeah, it, it has. But I was at a conference last week and I was with the guy from Rooms. He's, I was watching him on stage and had a quick chat with him. And uh, there are part hotels in Manchester. And he yep. still said that the Airbnb section uh, and the apart hotel section of the, of the stays in this country still only makes up 3% of the nightly, ho- the nightly stays. So yeah. that in itself is a still a small percentage. Sure. So it shows there's, there's a lot of uh, opportunity still there. Yeah. Have you been to places like Barcelona? Yes. Traveling? But that's uh, another place where they seem like oversaturating. Uh, of uh, Airbnb, but the crazy thing, the hotels still fill up. Yeah, they do. So many more people are traveling the whole time. So, that, yes, the hotels have a very high occupancy rate, and so does the uh, short-term let units as well. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, actually, but it's completely disrupted the industry. And so, it, obviously, in Scotland, in Edinburgh, they've brought yep. in the 90-day rule, or that you can't do it, sorry, in London, you've got the 90-day rule. So, you know, is there going to be some big cities where they actually bring sanctions in probably like most definitely. Um, so, you know, in terms of rent to rent, one of the, 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 the uh, good points for that is because that we, don't, we don't own the asset, so we can quickly take it for one or two years and we can give it back and we're not yeah. stuck with something. If we buy it, perhaps it might not be in a position where we'd want to buy um, if, it, if we were buying for service accommodation. Yeah. Would you be open to do this in another space as well? So just uh, as an example, I was pitching you and I got uh, uh, 100 uh, supercars uh, with the rent-to-rent work there as well. So you take on uh, 
uh, hundred supercars. And would you think you'll find some people like to rent them short term? Uh, don't, I don't even know why you mentioned it. Don't kill what I want to do next. Like, <laughs> for goodness sake, Frederick. Like, yeah, yeah, no, uh, I, I, I'm on all trails just before they happen. And even the cool thing, even if we now talk about it, um, one in a million will actually act on it. Yeah, so there is safe, mass- yeah, I know there's, there's massive scope for this. There's absolutely huge scope because if you could get the right leasing company where you could lease the car, Yep. the right amount of miles it could be huge it could really really be huge yeah and no, I've been following some clubs and right now in the not to own sector where basically we've got the whole millennial sector and then we've got the yep. Z after that where people are not interested to have stuff because that means you have to pay insurance and upkeep and you need to repair stuff um, why do that when you just like to have it for like four days in a year yeah that's correct and I, I, I actually believe that you know, parts of America, people won't own cars. They'll just pop in one that they can hire, an Uber. It's completely disrupting where we are. And I think in the big cities now, if like friends of mine, they'll hire a car for two or three hours because you can yep. do that now in Manchester. So I think we are going that way. And I think there's going to be a massive shift. And I think people, that if they want to get in on something early and start a company that could scale up and down the country and take to other different nationalities this could be huge could be absolutely yeah. huge yeah and i know some early entrepreneurs have been doing this for a couple of years in sweden and, and they've made a killing it's yeah. huge it doesn't surprise me it, it, it's so, so one one of the guys used to be the marketing uh, manager for the whole of the nordics so he probably does a few things about marketing and he has to like okay now i can just take <laughs> take this into a leasing concept sorry yeah. and he did yeah yeah it's huge i mean if you could get the app you could get the insurance right so they exactly. could actually sign to it and, and really smooth. Um, yeah, it could be massive. It could be exactly. absolutely massive. Yeah. Okay. Good one. Have you seen any useful apps in your space in terms of like the, the rent-to-rent space more than, yeah. for example, Airbnb and so on? Yeah, I mean, I was at, I was at um, a conference and, you know, they asked, a few people put me up, which was very nice of them. One of the apps is, in particular, is excellent service accommodations, an app called Wishbox. Now, Wishbox can connect to uh, Airbnb and Booking.com. Yep. And what Wishbox can do is it can be your, your emails out to the guest. You can email your uh, guest menus, but also it can collect all your identification as well. And also add in there some auxiliary products like late checkouts, um, yep. Deliveroo for the guests. So it's super, super, super helpful. And it is absolutely pittance per month. It's like 4 or $5 a property per month. It is the best value product. I do not own a share of this, by the way, so I'm not comfortable <laughs> this. But I, when they, because they asked me, they're an Israeli company, they asked me to come down and I actually couldn't believe it. They were superb. So I'm implementing that with all my mentees and myself. It's fantastic. That's product. great. All right. So now let's jump into your, your specific business. So you, you are doing rent to rent for yourself. Would like to share yeah. some of the highlights, some of the best things in your portfolio at the moment and how they're performing. Without, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So got some excellent properties in Essex and Suffolk. Um, I now I work with uh, portfolio landlords and developers. Um, so I don't want to put any money in that, but yep. I've got landlords now where they literally pay for everything and they're getting double the rent they would have got. And I'm still making sort of 800 to a thousand pounds of property. So we're, we've got a real good team and, and by perhaps leveraging the landlords power team is, is taking a lot of my work by the way. I've got, uh, I think 17 rent to rent. So I've got another 25 coming on next year. Yep. Um, my mentees are getting them left, right, and centre. We've got some fantastic high cash flowing areas like Manchester, Bristol, Cardiff. Um, so yeah, it's going great. I mean, highs, the cash flow is great. Lows, 
one of my mentees did a one night stay um, and I told him not to and he's had a party and the landlord lived next door so you know it, it, it's not all it's not all high as there is there is lows to it but yeah it, it's been great it's been, I mean it's been very kind to me over the last six months so, sounds, yeah. sounds perfect so what has been your your one top tip that you have shared with your mentees they have applied it and it really worked what could that be right so the top tip in actually getting the property yep. is you need to transfer certainty you know I, I've made a thousand calls in the last three months and I would probably say I'm an expert getting the properties but you need to transfer certainty whether you do it through your speech you know your systems your website whatever it is you need to transfer certainty to the land or the letting agent and that is the top tip to get the property because if you're certain of the model who's going in yeah um and everything else you will get the property but you need to transfer certainty it's huge yeah, that's perfect all right so now let's support look upon the whole aspect of invest in you when i say invest in you what does it even mean to you um so perhaps for the last 15 years i've perhaps have been one of the ones where oh i could read the book myself and you know i, I, I don't need that but actually i've grown as a person much better in the last five years because i've invested in myself and yeah. i watch people in the space and they're trying to do it themselves and they're nearly there but they need them small pieces of jigsaw and rob moore says it the more the more you uh, learn the more you earn and it's true every time i'm going on a course or i'm reading a book or listening to a podcast or speaking yeah. to people like you for i'm learning you know, and it's allowing me to go and earn more. So for me, the more I actually intake is the more money I'm making. And it, it's not by coincidence. And I'm not just saying that for people come on the course. It's, no, it's no, just no, not, that's good. It's not, it's, it's not by coincidence either. And I'm, and I'm a real straight talker. If anyone watches my Facebook Live, so I am a straight talker. I believe that wholeheartedly now. Yeah. All right, I'll jump straight onto that one. You said you used fa- Facebook Live and so on. Uh, how has the aspect of live video changed your business in the last two years yes i mean it was really nerve-wracking to start because yeah, I, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't like it so but it has i mean I, people could get to know me get to know the actual person i am um yeah. some people would like it some people you know wouldn't so um yeah it has it's improved um my business tenfold absolutely tenfold i'm trying to do more of it i'm trying to do it more structured where I live in a small cottage in, in like it's in the middle of nowhere, perhaps where you live in, yeah. in Sweden. So yeah, exactly. uh, the internet's not very good. It's a dark <laughs> cottage. So I, I, I need to get my surroundings. I need to improve that a bit, but I thoroughly enjoyed doing the lives. I've got a channel on a, on a Wednesday evening at yeah. eight o'clock. I went to rent it. So it's massively improved it. And if anyone wants to start a business in, in this space, you need to start doing Facebook lives. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember, uh, I've been working with, uh, property in different countries and, uh, also trying to get, uh, internet connection in the deep forest of Congo, uh, in the middle of nowhere in, in uh, where else should I pick? Yeah. In the middle of Pakistan countryside, like how, how can you do it? No chance. Um, and another crazy story was one of my mates called me from Congo and said, uh, on a like very, really bad, uh, sat phone. Hi, Fredrik. Uh, how are you doing? Oh, well, I'm all right. Thanks, David. And he said, uh, can, can you help me? Like, yeah, sure, I can help you. What do you need? Well, can you come here in a week? Like, really? <laughs> yeah. No, so I, I catapulted into to Congo for three months uh, because I asked for help. So, yeah, you never know what you get when no. you ask for help. No, that's right. You, you never know. But, yeah, so I'm the same. I think your signal is probably better in Congo than my house because everyone that comes on, they moan about my <laughs> signal. It's, it's horrendous. So I'm moving soon. Um, I'm going to get a little studio and stuff like that just yeah, to help with yeah. Facebook Live. But yeah, 
Good. So get get uh, a little cottage with them. It's got a w- timber walls instead of stone. That helps your yeah. reception. Yeah, I don't think it definitely will. It can't get any worse, <laughs> that's for sure. All right. Uh, in terms of people getting in touch with you, what's the easiest way to follow your work? Um, Facebook. They can follow me on Facebook. I think probably gets the limit of my friends, but they can yep. follow me still. I make all the posts public. Uh, also on Instagram. Uh, I'm growing that as well. I've got a social media company involved now, so I'll be making a lot more videos and how-to videos. I try and give a lot of value. Um, I don't pitch for business. People sort of tend to come to me if they yep. if they can see that I can add them value. Um, good. Yeah, yeah. So just come along with Facebook and have a look. And if anyone's got any questions, they can always give me a shout. Right. So of course, link to your Facebook profile in the show notes. Um, have you seen anything at all in the last few years that I have done right? So now it's time for sw- sw- swapping the mirror in my direction. Have you seen something, one thing I've done right in the last few years? Well, I sat next to you at a conference, didn't I, Patrick? So just even how you conducted yourself all right. um, and you were explaining things to me and, and, and I thought you, you must have done a lot right and you've shown me some of the projects you've worked on cool. in Croydon and around London and everything else. So like, yeah. um, I don't know if you remember that, you were showing me. So I think you've done more than one or two things right in the time um, yeah, yeah. in the last few years, that's for sure. Yeah. So, so let, let's let's build on what I did with you and what you're doing with others. Uh, just the power of helping others uh, without like the big ask in return. I think that's a great way to do any kind of business. Yeah, yeah I do. Right. So the more I give away, the more money I get. And, that, and that's... So the more value I'm giving, I'm putting, I've got WhatsApp group, I'm putting videos in there, I'm putting videos on YouTube or Facebook, the more yep. people want me to come and help them and pay me to help them. So like before I would have been closed off to the idea and thought, you know what, like, no, they're going to copy me, but I've come right out of that now. It took me a while to get my head around that. So I give, the more I give away, the more I get back. Yeah, right. I'll give you a unique uh, opportunity here. I will have... Uh... Uh, a really cool guy from America uh, very soon on the podcast uh, he is Grant Cardone's number two you might have come across him Jared uh, he's yep. got this own podcast as well if you could ask him one question he loves selling what should I ask him on your behalf um, what would I ask him how to make oh, yourself better in selling whatever that might be yeah okay uh, um, in terms of what would I, what would I ask him how how many times would you call a person before they were getting pissed off of you? So for example, sorry, swear, for example, like if he knows the guy is annoyed, how many more times would he call him and the frequency would he call him? Because they're, they're, they're but don't forget their, their outlook's a little bit different, is it? So, because they must have loops where they go, right, call him again, hear him yeah, again, yeah, yeah. hear him yeah. again. So I would want to know that, like, you know, how many times. Right. Because- I'll, I'll figure it out for you and you will find him in the podcast over the next couple of weeks. We've now finally, we've rescheduled twice. Uh, yeah. It's now a third t- third time should yeah. be a strike. Yeah, I, I do listen to Jerry Glenn. Yes, yeah, so I know yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, he's, he's a cool guy. Yeah, I, I look forward to listening to that. Good one. All right. So you have been listening to the podcast uh, between two phone calls between <laughs> Sean and, and, and myself. Uh, thank you for coming to the podcast. I wish you the best for your next call, which I hope is a sales call. Yes, it is. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, I'll see you in London soon for a few drinks, buddy. And I appreciate your time. And uh, thanks for having me on. Cheers. Perfect. Take care. Well done. You made it to the end of the podcast, uh, Invest in You, with uh, Sean. And Sean has uh, hopefully shared some ideas with you. And uh, the whole aspect of not owning things but controlling things I found super intriguing. The same with the whole customer demand has changed from owning things to actually just temporarily using things. And that goes for rental units all over the world. It goes for 
cars in many parts of the world as well. And uh, it's more and more popular now to change everything around ever so quickly. So how can you monetize from this changing trend amongst, uh, in particular, the millennials and also Generation Z? So basically people who are moving away from their parents, people who are sharing uh, different uh, places to live, people who are also living in their solo pad. It is changing, the world is changing and uh, how can you monetize that? How can you adjust to the market which is changing so quickly now? So hope that you enjoy that one and greetings from Charlie who is doing Taekwondo at the moment. All the best from Fredrik Samuel. Bye bye.